This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 1-1 delivery. Round ball. Couple of hops to Correa. He fields. Goes to second for the force. And that is the ball game. Now, another Astros podcast. The Houston Astros wrap up a 6-1 road trip by taking 2 out of 3 in Seattle. Winning this afternoon by a final of 8-2. to two. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros manager A.J. Hanch. Off yesterday after uh, a really productive road trip going 6-1 and one through Oakland and Seattle. Took 2-3 out of three in Seattle over the weekend to finish up that road trip. And uh, you look at the ways the game on Sunday went in Seattle and two four-run innings. I mean, that's that's kind of the epitome of this offense, putting together a few big innings to uh, to wind up picking up the win yeah you know there's some days where we we peck away in every inning and there's others where we're pretty explosive and put together you know some big innings I I like the versatility in our wins I mean it's we're never out of it and you know it felt like the first couple innings were heavily weighted towards what the Mariners were doing we were we put a lot of guys on base with walks they came up with a big hit with Robinson Cano so getting back in that game and then taking control of that game uh, is a great tribute on how to win you know how to win a series on the road Francis Martz has started and went through just the first two innings, and as you mentioned, had a, had a lot of traffic, but still gave up just the just the two runs. And uh, your bullpen really covered some innings for you. Uh, Michael Feliz giving you two innings, and then Chris Davinsky giving you two and two thirds, wound up being a, a big difference in that game. Yeah, it was huge. We had an off day, which was nice. We also had some fresh guys, and we just have such a good bullpen uh, that I felt like our only chance to win was to go to them early and and lean heavily on them. And you know, it, it does cost us today. There'll be a couple guys that are that are resting today but you know each guy to a man stepped up and did their job and and starting with Michael Feliz I think if Michael Feliz comes in and doesn't be as dominant as he was and they they get a run or two on him uh, the entire game could have changed but instead he came in he struck out the side he goes out for another second dominant inning and really set the tone for a bullpen that took over the game. With Michael Feliz, I mean, we've seen him be dominant like we did on, on Sunday. We've also seen some times when, when he struggled. Uh, what, what, what's the difference between good Michael Feliz and, and bad Michael Feliz? It's really his slider. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a power pitcher first, so the fastball plays up in the zone. Um, and sometimes he creeps throwing down in the zone, which is I know something that every young pitcher thinks, hey, i got to throw down in the zone and not give up damage and not give up home runs. When you throw as hard as Michael does, he needs to elevate a little bit more. Uh, his usage of his slider changes everything for him because the hitter has to respect two different things as opposed to just time up his fastball. So combination of where he throws his fastball and, and the effectiveness of his slider makes for a good or bad day for him. Evan Gaddis had a big two-run home run in the game on Sunday and uh, wound up with eight RBIs on a road trip, and it wasn't like he, he played every single good day. It seems like when he's in the lineup, regardless of whether he's been out for a few days or not, he finds a way to be productive. He does, and, and you know I think sometimes he gets lost in this offense because he doesn't play every day, or, or now he's back behind the plate. He's got shared responsibilities. He's not just the designated hitter. So I, um, I you know, have a lot of respect for Evan, the way he goes about it. He's always ready to hit. He, he needed... Uh, you know the breakout home run at the end because he's he's just missed a couple pitches in the last week or so uh, but as you said you know it, quietly he just looks up and you look up and he's productive he, he helps you win um, and he's the reason why he's in the lineup tonight Gaddis broke his bat on that last foul ball back to the box with a new piece of lumber four to two Astros 
with nobody out in the top of the ninth. Correa at first base. Pazzo set. Now the 2-2. And that's drilled deep to left field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. Into the upper deck. A two-run home run for Evan Gaddis. And the Astros' lead is 6-2. Number five for Gaddis. Just a matter of time for Evan Gaddis to heat up, especially with the long ball. No doubter, upper tank left field, and that's a big punctuation mark for the Astros here in the eighth. Man, did he punish that baseball. Oh, this is Steve Sparks before this six-game homestand, the first three with the Oakland A's, and my guest today is Root Sports broadcaster Jeff Blum and Blummer. This team, uh, they've held their head above water, to say the least. Dallas Keuchel goes down. I think they were 12 games ahead in the division now, and it, they've increased it since he's gone down. Your aces, your team's out of there. How are they doing this? Uh, they're overwhelming them with offense. I know that. But you've also, we talked about the depth constantly about what these guys have as far as in their minor leagues. But we're actually getting an opportunity to see these guys in the big leagues. Um, it's It's been good, mostly good, thankfully. I mean, yeah. you've seen flashes of uh, some issues that they've had and the ability to uh, work through, through those issues, I think, has really stemmed from the fact that their offense has picked them up at times. What did you think about Derek Fisher when he came up? I mean, I think we talked behind the scenes a little bit. We were all pretty <laughs> yeah. impressed. No, to, to steal a line from an ex-teammate here with Houston, Miguel Tejada, he would have said, that's impress. Uh, <laughs> now it's Derek Fisher. High set. Smith delivers. And that's hit in the air. Pretty deep to right field. Going back on it is Joyce. And he will just watch that one go. Derek Fisher with his second home run of the year. And it's 4-1 to one Astros. Third home run for the Astros. Fister second as a big leaguer, and that was a bomb to right field. Big fly on electric hands. Derek Fisher, tremendous speed of the bat. <laughs> the kid is good. Uh, uh, we knew about him in spring training, but when he showed up to actually perform on this stage, understanding the situation he's in, I thought was really incredible to watch. Uh, a true talent, and I believe it's just a matter of time, maybe if not weeks, before we see him again. Talking with Jeff Blum. Hey, we're going to see this Oakland team. Now they've got even more young guys. And when you go out there uh, playing against a bunch of guys that uh, are learning, but th but they don't know any different, they're, they're, they're tough to beat. They are tough to beat because they're hungry. There's nothing to lose when you've got a young team like that, much like a team I came up on with the Montreal Expos, mm -hmm. uh, where we had you know some sprinkled in some veteran guys, but we had a really strong youth core that went out there and wanted to establish ourselves in the big leagues, prove that we belong there. Uh, we were competing in the uh, National League East at the time, so that was not easy. So I can only imagine what it's like for the Oakland A's to have young talent like they do and to compete against these guys. We just saw Seattle's playing better baseball. Anaheim's been pretty good, uh, but they're in here going to play against uh, the best team in baseball in their home park uh, it's going to be interesting but it's always tough too for uh, opposing teams like the Astros to adjust to young hungry uh, teams obviously this team looks like they're going to be in the playoffs talking about the Astros what would you like to see them go get in, in a trade or or do you think they need to stand pat um, I've talked about it a lot. I know that Jeff Luna is a little more patient as far as GMs are concerned, but I think that you and I both agree in the sense that this offense is too good to, to waste time on. You want to go out there and have pitching, a pitching staff that can suppress the opposing team and let these guys go out there. So when Keiko gets back healthy, great. McCullers coming back healthy is great. But I think uh, with Charlie Morton come back, coming back, I think one more arm, a top-tier arm, a one-two-three type guy to put in that rotation would really put these guys over the top, not just to finish the season, but to actually extend that postseason what about the bullpen 
I think another arm would be great. We know that they're getting taxed. We talked about how good some of these young kids are in the, in the starting rotation, but at the same time, you can see A.J. protecting these guys a little bit, not letting them get too far extended as far as pitch counts and inning counts, so this bullpen's been getting taxed. Uh, but one more put-away arm out there would really solidify the deal for me. One guy we're going to see tonight, last question with Jeff Blum, is Mike Fires. A.J. Hinch will take the baseball from Mike Fires. Gets a standing ovation from 41,000 plus. Turns in his longest outing of the season. Well, maybe the second best game we've we've seen Mike Fires throw as a Houston Astro. He was magnificent today. Talked about changing his mechanics a little bit, dropping his arm angle. Man, did he look good. Sharp with all three pitches. His last few games, last four games have been unbelievable. No home runs. In, in fact, after giving up 18 in his first nine, well, what's the biggest difference you see? Um, For me, and you know better than I do, but just as a, as a hitter moving forward, watching him throw five mediocre pitches was appealing to me as a hitter. But when you have a guy that can go out there with three above average pitches, you're going to be a little bit better off um, because it, you know, it narrows, narrows down the chances of me guessing what you're going to have, but I also have to prepare for three legit pitches. I can't just key on one and hope you make a mistake with it. Um, his fast Fastball, uh, curveball mix has been the, the change for me. I know that there's been rumors of him talking to Lance McCullers yeah. about the breaking ball to increase the spin rate. And I think uh, for me personally, I've seen a lot sharper break on that pitch. It's obviously been more effective, but keeping the ball in the, in the ballpark is huge for him. There you go. That's Jeff Blum. Thanks a lot for catching up. Oh, anytime, Sparky. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network.